0: So today's episode 122, and I'm going to talk about the beauty of living transparently. You know, politicians and corporations often talk a good game about being transparent in all that they do, but even the best among them tend to like to hide data and other things that kind of get mixed in with other data. Facts and figures can be presented, but the truth of the particulars is often, quote unquote, hiding in plain sight. And usually through lumping one side of data together with other data meant to deliberately obscure the truth instead of making it plain for all of us to see. And as it turns out, people kind of do this with their personal lives as well. It's like we have this natural inclination to, to do this sort of thing. We can not only be really good at putting on a happy public persona where everything is smiles and grins on Facebook's and Instagram and and everybody thinks we have our lives together and everything's, you know, just hunky-dory. But we can also be pretty good at kind of hiding the dark mess of our lives from others. And we not only do this on Facebook and Instagram and social media, we can also do it within even the most intimate of relationships that we have, be it family, friends, loved ones, Uh, spouses, grandparents, parents, you know, the entire, the entirety of our human relationships. And we've gotten pretty good at this over the years. And turns out, this sort of behavior kind of harkens back to the Garden of Eden. Mankind has had this propensity to always want to hide behind fig leaves. Oddly, we even sometimes try to hide things from God himself, as if we're afraid to have an honest and real conversation with God about what we're feeling, and and how we're processing the the challenges of, of things in our life. And to some degree, I get it. This is understandable. We don't want to put ourselves in a vulnerable place where we feel exposed, and as if others might somehow look down on us socially, or, you know, be put in such a vulnerable place that we realize that, hey, people might see my weaknesses, they might see my vulnerability, and they might exploit me and take advantage of me and Whatever weaknesses I have and my personal shortcomings. Increasingly, though, over the years, you know, especially as one who who used to be pretty on the shy side and, and kind of uh, you know, shut up to himself, <laughs> I've found this is no way to live. And while there's certainly a place of, you know, not sharing everything about your life to everybody you meet. You don't need to share the most intimate and darkest details of your personal lives and, you know, that weird medical surgery that you had in that awkward space uh, in your body. (laughs) You don't need to share that probably with a complete stranger. Um, Like, you know, I've I've been in a church before where somebody's like, let me request prayer for Sister So-and-So who is having female corrective surgery of this part of her body. And I know you guys don't know her, but... You know, I do, and she's having this really bad surgery in this female part of her body, and, you know, let's pray for sister so-and-so. You probably shouldn't share <laughs> things like that. I'm just saying. Make your prayer request If you if you go to one of those churches that have prayer requests as a public thing, you know, be tactful about your prayer request. You should just be enough to say, I have a special prayer request. Uh, so-and-so is needing a blessing from God, and just leave it at that. Um, however, with that said, I found that uh, in my personal life, that if we're going to live happy, healthy, holy, and integrated lives, I believe we must be individuals who must boldly be willing to share openly the details of our lives with others. And as a result, some people have accused me of of doing this over the years, and some people think I do it kind of for attention-seeking purposes, but... No, it's 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 really not. As a result, I tend to take things a little on the extreme side when it comes to uh, sharing details about my life. Some have even accused me of oversharing. And don't get me wrong, discretion is definitely a learned skill, and a skill sometimes I lack. I admit, I'll be the first to admit that. However, personally, and, and I have convictions for this that we'll get into in just a little bit here. I would rather err on the side of sharing a little too much about my life rather than not enough because I've learned life can be hard and if we are to have other people who hopefully help share our burdens and shoulder our burdens and and help us through dark times because no man is an island no man can do anything alone I've learned to get through the hard times in life the difficult times of life that if you're gonna do such you need to be honest and open and perhaps even to a fault, because you'll never get the help that you need to share the burdens that you need help lifting without the willingness and ability to be open and transparent. Because this is much better, much, much better, than bottling up everything on the inside, away from even the people we love and trust the most, who want to do nothing but help us. Over the years, I've become increasingly inspired by a, a passage from the Bible, Apocalyptic Book of the Bible, Revelation, chapter 21. If you have the time, I have a link to it in the show notes. I'd encourage you to read the entire chapter. I'm not going to do that. I'm just simply going to describe to you what the chapter describes without reading the entire thing. In the book of Revelation, John, in Revelation chapter 21, um, John, uh, follow over Jesus, has a vision in which he describes a city that he saw, and in his vision he sees what he calls the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven to earth. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the book of Revelation and and uh John's vision here, this image is ultimately about a heavenly city and a picture of the kingdom of God and what Jesus Christ ultimately came to accomplish in his redemption for the world, because Jesus Christ came to bring a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, in which sin and sorrow flee, in which there is no injustice, in which the the love and light of God prevails all of humanity and all of creation. Um, and this is something that Jesus Christ is ultimately looking to bring to the world. He's looking to bring this new city, this new Jerusalem, which is going to replace the old Jerusalem um, and all the old things of, of, of creation in this world um, in which we'll have a new heavens and a new earth and a new city um, for all of humanity to dwell in. Well, John has this vision and he sees this, this city, um, this city which is ultimately, at the end of the day, a picture of God's new humanity for the world. And John sees a city made of numerous different types of stones, and he notices something about these stones. He notices that these stones are crystal clear, and these stones are so translucent. They're so crystal clear. They're so transparent. The light of God in the center of that city ultimately is able to shine out to the rest of the world, and the light is so brilliant which comes out of that city through those translucent stones that it is said in Revelation chapter 21 that there's no longer a need for the sun or the moon to shine because the light that shines out of the center of that city illuminates the rest of the world. And in case you don't ultimately understand this apocalyptic imagery of this passage, this city that John sees in his vision is ultimately a picture of the new humanity that God is creating, and we are the stones that make up that city. And John says these stones are so clear, and so transparent. The light at the center of the city shines through to such a degree that it has eliminated the need for the natural elements of the sun and the moon. That's powerful. And as the old timers say, That'll preach. And this is an image that comes from the book of Revelation that, you know, has always haunted me. And it's haunted me for a long time. Ever since I was in my 20s. And it's something I've never been able to quite escape from. And it has shaped who I am as a person to, to be an individual who, you know, maybe shares a little too much about his life sometimes. <laughs> if you've listened to my podcast lately, you you probably have heard Um, me share a thing or two about what's going on in my life, and some might think I overshared. But you know, this passage has always kind of been in the back of my mind when it comes to my life and how I live my life. And it convicts me and it challenges me, because if I'm ever to be a person that the light of God can ever shine through, like this city has light shining through, then I must become like these nearly transparent stones. And I must live my life in such a way that others can clearly see through me. And by seeing through me, they won't see me. But they'll see the God who lives inside of me. So I would challenge you today, if you're listening to this podcast, think about this imagery from Revelation chapter 21. Read the passage. And think, how am I in that transparent stone department? Because I believe if you're willing to be vulnerable, if you're willing to be open, if you're willing to be truly transparent with your life, there's going to be a beauty and a light that shines through you to benefit the rest of the world and it's a light more brilliant than that of the sun and the moon. And it's a gift the rest of the world can share in and see. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy's Table.com, The Beauty of Living Transparently, episode number 122 of the Jimmy's Table.com podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, go to Jimmy'sTable.com slash subscribe and find out your favorite way to subscribe to this podcast. You can do so through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or if you even like old-fashioned email weekly updates, sign off through that. Just enter your email address. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it with others. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. And if you want to give me some feedback, I always appreciate the feedback. You can leave feedback at the website in the comment section or... And you know, i love to hear from you by email. I don't get too many emails. I get some people commenting on the comment section or maybe making a comment on Facebook or Twitter. Um, but you can email me, Jimmy at com. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. Have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. So right on, man, you said it all.